Hey, well, welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. How are we all doing? I hope you've all been enjoying the huge amounts of women's rugby coming at you on the international stage over the last few weeks. It has been absolutely brilliant. I'm Johnny Hammond, and I apologise for not coming at you last week. A few issues, but we've got a, a brilliant show for you this week. It is a special week. They're a special club. They're a special team. It's a barbarian special WRP. And we've just got one, two or three barbarians for you. We've got five of the barbars coming up later in the pod for you. We've got the coaches, Joe Yap and Rachel Taylor coming together again to guide the barbarians on and off the field. We've got Laura Russell, the 50 cap hooker. Tell us what it's like from a player's point of view and for her to get the opportunity to represent the famous old club. We've got Lenny Corsot, the French international back rower. Brilliant player, speaks very, very well as well. Great to have some French representation on the pod as well. And we've got Katie Daly McLean, MBE, coming directly from her hotel bed. All will be revealed later on. But as I say, yeah, couldn't get you last week. So let's just bring you up to date with the international news from last week and from this week before we get to the barbarians. England beat the USA to finish off their autumn 4-0, 89-0 it was in the end at Six Ways in Worcester here in the UK. 15 tries in all. Captained by Zoe Allcroft, many congratulations to her. couple of tries for Lydia Thompson. Nice way to mark her 50th cap. Congratulations to you, Lydia, at home. A couple of tries as well. Rogue Burnfield, 50th cap for you as well. What a servant she has been for club and country. Always 100% run of Burfield. It was great to see her get her 50th cap as well. Connie Powell, try on her debut. There really was... No answer. You felt for the USA, didn't they? Not played in uh, over two years. I thought Rod Kane spoke really, really well. The USA coach after the game. If you've not had a chance, uh, looked up Laura Jenkins. Brilliant questions as ever from her. Uh, yeah, Rob spoke very, very honestly. That's where the USA are at the moment. They're playing the best side in the world by some distance. And he's very, very honest. They've got to go away and work on it. They know got some really, really good players. There's 12 or so of them now playing in the Premier 15s. Physical side, they will go back and improve. But it's a really, really good yardstick for them. And of course, England had seen off Canada the week before. 51 points to 12 at the Twickenham Stoop in front of over 6,000 fans. A great occasion that was. And I thought Canada provided some uh, really stiff tests for the Red Roses, almost slightly stiffer tests than the uh, Black Ferns had done in the, in the two weeks before. But crushing, really, isn't it? That's a top four side and you're conceding 50, over 50 points to uh, England. Over in Ireland, they just about squeezed past Japan this week having beaten the USA 20 points to 10 last week. And it was so fitting, wasn't it, for Cara Griffin, the Ireland captain 
in her last ever game in the green shirt. Absolutely brilliant for her. Scored two tries as well. Not a bad scriptwriter. She's got captaining her country on the last ever occasion. Scores a couple of tries on home soil. And I think it speaks absolute volumes. If you're respected and loved by your teammates, it says it all. And the outpouring of emotion from that Irish squad has been there for all to see. So congratulations on a on a brilliant career and all that you've done for Irish rugby. Uh, you certainly leave it in a better place, Cara. So thank you from everyone involved in women's rugby. Wales were unable to back up their victory over South Africa 29-19 last week. Um, an utter relief. It was so, so good for, for them to, to get that victory. You could just see, again, an outpouring of emotion, a, a bumpy old road that Wales have had of late, just like Ireland. Uh, but unable to to beat Canada, emphatic second half performance from the uh, the Canadians. Eventually won twenty four points to seven at the Cardiff Arms Park on Sunday. Yeah, it really was a, a superb performance in the second half. Tries from Holt Camp, Menin, Poulin, Bassia. France did the double, just like England over the Black Ferns. They backed up uh, that first Test result, thirty eight thirteen with a 29-7 victory over the Black Ferns. France nominated the opening exchanges, went up 14-0. And that's rather been the way for the Black Ferns, isn't it? Dominated very, very early on in these games. Uh, rolling more, so sharp, very, very French, very, very Montpellier and Castel. Drilling converted uh, both of those. New Zealand did reply uh, before half-time. Uh, but really, France were in the driving seat, and that is two very, very good results for the French. So New Zealand turned to go home 4-0 on this tour. And do they have enough time between now and the World Cup to improve things? In previous World Cup cycles, you know, the talent, the, the raw talent rugby players that they have have just turned up and managed to to win the day. But I think rugby has moved on and in particular the, the Red Roses has moved on so much that you can't just rely on that individual talent now. You saw how organised England were, how much strength and depth they have. I mean, coming off the bench, the likes of Sarah Byrne and Hannah Bottom against the USA, you can only feel for the, the USA players. But incredible strength and depth now. And New Zealand got the Alpiki Super Rugby, but it's very, very short and sharp. They're going to have to get some more rugby under the belt to challenge on a home World Cup. But we know all about New Zealand. They'll be full of pride for a home World Cup. So I've no doubt they will they will bounce back. But um, as Kendra Cox says, there's nothing such as a loss, just learnings. There was a, another low-key game out of the weekend. South Africa played England under 20s, recording a 38-5 win. Gave uh, some opportunities for the South African players on the fringes. It's been brilliant for them, hasn't it? We've tried to get a, a couple of them on the pod, not to manage to to get that over the line. Uh, we hopefully will uh, hear from some South African players in the not-too-distant future. But it's been a brilliant tour for them. And if you haven't seen their social media, the way that they conduct themselves with dancing and singing to, to thank opposition and for, for their hosts has been absolutely brilliant. And that will happen again on Saturday as they take on the Barbarians. So get your tickets, ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash Barbarians. But that's it. 
another autumn series comes to an end. However, the Barbarians are in action. As we said, the Killick Cup double header. 5.15 after the men. And they take on South Africa at Twickenham Stadiums. And they release their squad. And before we get into those chats, and we have got five of them for you. Uh, we hear from all over their, their camp, inside bedrooms, and all the rest of it. We get deep inside the Barbarians camp. But let's just uh, let you know who's in this star-studded. I, it's probably the most impressive squad that Fiona Stockley. And it, she's given me a little bit of grief for, for not coming on the pod this week uh, and not inviting her on. But uh, Stockers, uh, you know how much everybody appreciates your unbelievable work with this club side uh, and in women's rugby. Um, so thank you very much. This is the squad that uh, she has put together by country uh, from England. Rochelle Rocky Clark, Sonia 300 Green, Natasha Mohunt, Katie Daly McLean, MBE, Simi Pam and Katie Mason from the USA. Hope Rogers, Alicia Washington, Sarah Levy, Abula Maliatoga from Ireland. Lindsay Pete, Anna Capeless, Kira Griffin, as we mentioned, Senny Napu, Jenny Murphy. I mean, if that's that lot's not enough, listen to who's from Canada. Laura Russell, Karen Parkwin. I've watched Karen Parkwin play rugby all by herself. From Spain, Isabel Enrico Vaquez. France, Lenny Corso, Morgan Perrette. From Wales, Beth Dainton. Wheels, Rona Lloyd from Scotland. And Sammy Wong from New Zealand. Well, let's get into that Barbarians camp then. Enough of me waffling on. Let's hear from Joe Yap and Rachel Taylor, the Barbars coaches. I'm Shani Williams and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Point. Absolute honour and treat to be joined by the the Brains Trust of the Barbarians women's side again this time round. Joe Yap from Worcester Warriors, Rachel Taylor. From sales sharks, ladies, how are we? Looking resplendent in the black and white. Yeah, we're good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. When did the guys and girls get together? Was it uh, some point yesterday? Yeah, they started arriving throughout yesterday. Yeah, so uh, yeah, all in camp by last evening. Um, what did you do last night? Are, are you allowed to say? Yeah, we uh, we had our first first meeting and sort of welcomed everybody um, to the squad and sort of set the scene for the week, didn't we really? And then um, yeah, went and uh, had food together and a, and a couple of drinks and, and bonded over that. Nice. And is there is there a is there a barbarians ritual? If you're if you're a debutant, is there anything they have to do if they're new into the squad, Rachel? Yeah, well, obviously we have a, a cheeky drink on the first night, so there's a little cheers to everybody. But um, just a little one, just a little one. Yeah, that's yeah. um, why Joe and I look so fresh this morning. <laughs> the everyone gets a sheep, so that's our usual little thing. So everyone has a sheep to look after. Um, those that haven't been capped at 15s get a slightly bigger sheep, and then there's also some sheep police. So it's a it's a bit of a strange one, but they they get their heads around it pretty quick and. Everyone's allowed one bar bars call, in which case you have to produce your sheep as quick as you can. I think it's five seconds. Uh, so you kind of need it on you at all times. We, we have already been caught out, myself and Tails. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're sort of cuddly sheep rather than actual real live sheep. Um, and where, where, what are the, what are the finds? Oh, there you are. There's the actual sheep there. Yeah. Brilliant. And what, what's the fine if you don't produce it within the five seconds? Uh, well, it goes to the sheep police, and then you'll find on the on the final night. Yeah, they vary. Yeah. And is there is there a judge in that situation, or a head farmer, head shepherd? Yeah, on the final night there will be. Out of the four of them, they'll decide how they want to manage that that whole process. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. Who are the sheep police? Who are the shepherds? Come on. Can't say. Oh no, I'm probably not allowed to tell you. Not allowed to say. Fair yeah. enough. Fair Depends enough. when this goes out. Where, where, where does this go out? <laughs> uh, this will go out um, probably some point Wednesday. Yeah. Can't say. Can't say. <laughs> Do you want to see? Cause see. Look Sorry. at the cunning to the barbarian. <laughs> Don't want to get fined. Fair enough. Um, look at the commitment to, to the barbarians' cause, and that leads us, you know, really, really nicely on actually to to the barbarians and and, and just how special it is. Both of you um, have been called upon uh, again, having been involved again. What what draws you to it, Joe? Uh, I just, you know, the history um, of the barbars and sort of players coming from all over the world. Like, it's just a massive honour, isn't it? Like, I, I missed out as a player, uh, the opportunity to play. So when, when asked to coach it, it, it's fantastic, like, to stand there that first meeting and to look around the room and see the calibre player in the room uh, from all over. It, it, it is just, yeah, it's a real privilege to be able to coach them. Rachel, for you, bring together some of those players. Take, take us through some of the... Um... Some of the players you're excited to to be working with on and off the field this this week. Yeah, I think like just to echo what Joe says, like it's it's really nice to have the mix and the variety of players. I think like one thing we've noticed this time is just where everybody is in their own little journey. So you've got you know the likes of some players who have really recently retired, like just from internationals. Um, you've got some players who are only just beginning their journey, and you've got pretty much everything in between from sevens, fifteens. Um, you know, premiership players. It's just a real mix. I think that's probably the most exciting thing this week, isn't it? It's just letting them share and enjoy each other's company and seeing where this takes them because it's a ex- first experience for some, third experience for others. So it's yeah, it's a real sort of mix. And uh, being being unique and, 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 and that being the draw with the, with the history of the club, but also it's that unique... Sort of way of, of of coaching that you're you're pulling together people, as you say, from all over the world. How difficult is that, and and what are those main hurdles, and how do you get over those those hurdles? You can flip flop between you if you so wish. Yeah, well, like I think the key thing and um, is is bringing them together as a group of players and bonding and getting to know one another because ultimately we have four sessions on the field in a team run, so there's only so much like we can do on the field and deliver. So. A lot of that is then on them to sort of really, you know, get to know each other uh, because a lot of them don't know each other or they've just played against each other. So, you know, that's massively key key part of it, really, isn't it? Is us to provide them those opportunities to do that. Yeah, I think Joe Joe brought something as well this time around about just letting them be their own individuals and expressing what they want. You know, a lot of people are play within quite confined. Um, structures usually so just a chance to let them be the individuals that have got them to this point really and I think we're both really keen on mm. living the bar bars values you know mm. every you know for like it's our t- second opportunity to do it so we want to fully embrace that 
So what you say is the easiest coaching gig in the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You, you don't want to stand up in front of twenty-three internationals and not not be prepped and planned because no. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm 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 pulling your leg. Um, but I think I think I think you, you you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. Because actually, you've got some unbelievable. You've got people with you know 137 caps, just just yeah. one individual, and, and people, as you say, are on caps starting their their journey. How much prodding and poking do you have to do to to get that barbarian's ethos going? Is it is it driven by those more experienced players, or possibly even some some of the younger players? How much prodding and poking do you have to do to for them to realise what the barbarians is all about? Well, I think like we set the scene on the first on the first evening with kind of showing them a video of the history and also getting uh, like we I sent out and uh, had quite a few former players like put video messages in from all over and what it was like for them and their experience of being a barbarian and you know this week and this journey and I think that really like uh, sort of set the scene as to what you know what it was like and then obviously we're fortunate enough to have quite a few players that have been barbarians before like some of them have had three opportunities so they can really like kind of drive that can't they and um and sort of bring bring that to life for the others what does uh, what does the rest of the week look like, Rachel? Uh, we're actually going out tonight. No, um, you're not. Yeah, to, to to do some crazy golf, which would be quite good fun, and then to have some cocktails, which sounds equally as fun. Um, and then we're actually double we're double day in tomorrow, so we're just following that up quite nicely with a double session. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully, everyone will take it pretty easy tonight. But no. Um, yeah, like Joe mentioned, our time is so limited. So for us, it's just more around getting understanding on the pitch and that clarity and probably like a shared language because yeah. in four sessions, we're not going to be able to install a lot. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll give them a bit of chance towards the end of the week to come up with some of their own creations ready to take into the game, which will be pretty special, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it'll be Saturday yeah. before we know it. Yeah. One of the things we're doing on like Wednesday evening is like they uh, they're presenting their shirt. So they've they've all sort of created their own barbarian shirt and kind of what it's taken them like to get to this point. So everything about their journey and what it means to them and and the girls will be like sharing that with everybody on Wednesday night and that's always like a really sort of emotional like time, um and sort of a real good understanding in terms of you know how those players have got there and I, I really look forward to that because it kind of just gives you a glimpse of, of kind of yeah wh- where they've come from isn't it and their journeys and which is cool oh that'd be brilliant um fantastic can, can I a lot of players say the, about the barbarians yeah it, one of the best weeks of my life da, da, da. is it is it because actually it gets down to the essential thing of, of what rugby is about what what life is about it, it's about the people you say you've got such limited time on the field, but actually then it just focuses on, on, on the important stuff, which is the actual human beings involved. Yeah, I think so. And I think after the, you know, the couple of years that we probably all had, like, you know, obviously every yeah. country has been differently affected from the pandemic, but I think everyone's really grateful this time for just like how lucky we are and how privileged we are to have this opportunity um, in the current climate. So it's, it's probably a different tour because of, um, COVID, but I think like it's got an added emotional level to it because we are all very grateful for being in this position as well. Yeah. 
Can I just ask you, just individually, Joe, what did you make of England uh, Red Roses over the Autumn Series? Oh, they were they were pretty immense, weren't they? Um, just uh, and I think it really really showed the strength and depth that the squad has got in terms of some of the rotations, and it was brilliant to see some of those youngsters getting an opportunity and and really grabbing it with both hands. So yeah, really really enjoyed watching them play. Thank you very much, Rachel Wales. I thought you can ask me about England. Um... Oh, you can you can say. <laughs> What do you make of England, Rachel, and Wales? <laughs> yeah, no, I thought England are really strong. It's clearly like they they look stand out at the moment. Adds a bit of spice coming into Six Nations, obviously, with the game against France. I think will be a cracker. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a marking point for the rest of the world to to catch up on. And yeah, like it's a really tough game for Wales to finish, but I think it just shows the class that Canada have. You know, to do that with fourteen players, it justifies where they are and where they are in their journey as well. But probably quite. I think Wales will be fairly pleased. You know, they won two games they were expected to win and haven't won a game in a couple of years. So to sort of shake that off is, is massive. And, you know, there's loads of positivity in the game at the moment. So hopefully it's going to go in the right place. Awesome. Ladies, I, I, no doubt lots and lots of people want to talk to you, which is you know, a, a brilliant sign. It's, thank you so much for, for your time and, and getting getting us to the pod today. Um, all the very, very best of luck with the crazy golf with the rugby, but especially the cocktails. Um, and yeah, all, all the best, Sati. Thanks so much for your time. Cool. Thanks, Johnny. Brilliant to hear from Joe and from Rachel. Thank you so much for their time. They're just a, a joy to work with, aren't they? Only those two individuals, but the barbarians themselves, so amenable, so accessible. Uh, really is a, a pleasure to work with them. So thank you, Anna. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Stockers. But that's the coach's perspective. Let's get a player's perspective now. 50th cap on this tour. Canadian hooker, Laura Russell. Brilliant to have Laura on the podcast today. Swap seats um, <laughs> with the coaches. Laura, how are you? How are you finding the Barbarians experience? What are you, sort of barely 20 hours in? Barely 20 hours in, but uh, honestly, I'm just so honoured to be here. Um, couldn't, couldn't be happier. And with, yeah, not a lot of time in, we've already had some great bonding experiences. And it's just so nice to get to know players that you've been playing against for your whole career. So really nice to get to know them and just, yeah, happy, happy as anything to be here. Brilliant. Well, you've got your huge, huge bag of stats, which is always welcome. Uh, they do they do a good line in stats for Stockley and the, and the Barbarian, Barbarian Lot and Gilbert. So uh, that's fantastic. Come on then, dish the dirt. What, uh, what have you been doing to, to Bond so far? How, how was last night? I've already heard a few stories, so let's, let's see if you're going to be honest or not. Uh, last night was pretty epic. Uh, it was great. Lots of team bonding, getting to know each other in, in the good rugby way. And, and, uh, yeah, had a, had a couple and, uh, just got loosened up and everyone's just meeting each other, getting to know each other and talking about their experience. So, so nice to just connect to that way. And just like in a classic rugby sense and having that time to, to bond. Brilliant. And, and the true experienced professional that you are, really straight back media answer <laughs> right back thanks very much yeah absolutely she's been around the block she knows how it is what were the team bonding activities then come on were you passing a, an orange in between uh, under your chins I together, know, no, no, there was a couple horse races that was a big hit and uh so <laughs> it was my first time my first time there so it was uh it was a, it was a good experience and a good learning experience for me 
And do you have your sheep with you? I do. Do you need them? I do. No, I no, do. No. I do. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I got it. I, thank goodness. Thank okay, goodness. We have, 30, we have at least a 10-second count in, so that counts. <laughs> Just about. Yeah, thanks, Kate, for passing that on. Uh, you owe her one. Um, Lord, let uh, let the listeners and viewers know how how you got the call, who called you, just what your initial reaction was to what is an incredibly special rugby club. Just it's Fiona had I invited me a while back actually, but I was injured the first time, and so I was like, oh, just not. You never know if you're going to get the opportunity, and so. She reached out again uh, a month ago or so, and I just was like, I was, she was like, I hope you don't mind um, me getting in contact with you. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, <laughs> like I was like, I'm so happy for you to contact me and um, just so honored to be here. My sister obviously did it before me. And so just watching her go through the experience and like just like t- letting her tell me that it was the time of her life and just so great way to end her career. Um, I was just looking forward to it so much and so grateful and happy to be a part of this club that has such a rich history and get to play against people who, yeah, we've seen across the way for a long time. I, I was going to say, it's, it's uh, well, number one, have you been, have you now texted your and say, hey, I'm a barbarian now as well? <laughs> yeah, I've been keeping her informed. There's a few girls that she played with here too. So it's, uh, it's nice to connect about that. But yeah, I've been keeping her in my back pocket, just keeping her updated on what's going on for sure. Brilliant stuff, and yeah, you say. I mean, utterly unique in the fact that, as you say, that you know, even over the last few weeks, and we'll sort of come on to the the, the national side of, of the last mm. month or so in, in a second. But you've been knocking lumps out of each other, some some of these these players, and then you've got to come together and and, and bond as a group within five six rugby sessions, yeah. and, and then play at the home of rugby at Twickenham. Uh, how unique a challenge is it, and and how much are you enjoying it so far? Oh, enjoying it so much and it just really is like a testament to like our, with great coaches and great great just environment to bring us all together because obviously we come from different like systems and different ways of communicating on the field so getting that like all coming together and but everyone here is just such a class player so good that jumping onto the same page pretty quickly and getting into it and while having a few laughs and keeping it light on the field and really being able to like go and express yourself is such it's it's so fun. I think I think we'll be able to tie it, tie it good together by the end. Who's your roomie? My roomie is Rico from Spain. So so great to meet her, and I played against her in about in 2014, and so it's exciting to like get to see her face to face, and have, have our beds are really close together, and so we're we're doing some good bonding. <laughs> so it's nice. And who put their head above the parapet last night? You said it was it was epic, bit of horse racing, what have you? Who popped their head above the the parapet last night in terms of in terms of characters? Someone to possibly oh. to to watch it slash avoid on Saturday night. Avoid? No, Mo brought us all together. She was she was the she was the horse race announcer. She was she really got everyone going, and uh, it was awesome. It brought us all in, and yeah, she did a great job. Oh, fantastic. Um, can I just ask you very, very quickly uh, about your autumn series with uh, with, with Canada? Yeah. Uh, just just give us a, your assessment. Um, a, a long old tour, and you've you've extended a, another week on, on, on top of that. <laughs> but just give us your, your assessment uh, of Canada over the uh, over the autumn period. 
Uh, I think it's exactly what we needed. We've had um, a tough time. Obviously, everyone has for the past two years. And so the first time for us to come back and get games, we've luckily had a few girls like that went overseas. So a lot of them came to the UK and were playing in the premiership. And you could see a huge difference in the jump and like of some of our younger players coming back. So it made a huge difference and kind of kept that level up so that when we were able to come back together, um, we kind of gelled on the same page. And so having that four weeks together and like it's we're still now a year out from the World Cup. So being able to work different combinations and have people come back in and some people come out and move people around. It was it was necessary for that stage of our development just to make sure we're on the right path leading into World Cup. And what did you make of of, of England? I'm, I'm not saying that in the, in the respect that you know a lot of our, our listeners and viewers come come from England, but but I think it's it's on the field. It's almost a watershed moment for for the women's game. Did, are you seeing that as, as sort of foreign players? This is the this is where we can get to all the nations if we all buy in properly. Same sort of feeling going around your head. Yeah, I think like. They they're great side and they we 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 tried to bat- we battled with them for the first half and then it opened up in the second, but it just was you can say the league here is just so great and you have a lot of internationals coming into the premiership and so pushing that level, and so it's and it's pushing England to get even better and so we're we're gonna we're trying to keep up with that right now and just making sure we're doing everything we can to uh, push together and like November this autumn series was just such a good like marker for us to see where we are and then where we've got to go from there. So we now know like what level we need to get to. Yeah, absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the mini golf. Enjoy the yeah, cocktails. Yeah. Uh, but most Looking of all, yeah, yeah, just really, really enjoy the experience. Um, absolutely delighted for you. And it's really, really nice to, to sort of meet you uh, over, yeah. over this. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you down in New Zealand. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Rocky Clark, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. You get that real sense, don't you, from Laura there, uh, of just what it means to two players. When Laura started playing, there simply wasn't a Bob Harris women's side. And the advances that, that, that we've made, absolutely brilliant. And you could, as I say, just get that sense of just how much it means to, uh, to to play that famous black and white shirt. Two more Barbarians coming for you. We've got Lenny Corson and Katie Day to be clean, MBE. But first, because we've got two weeks worth of news to bring you up to date with, uh, we're going to hear from Nandy. But before we get Nandy on the pod, we've got to say a huge, huge congratulations to her from everyone here at the WRP. She was a finalist in the Gautang Sports Awards in South Africa in the category of Journalist of the Year. Sure you agree with me, Nandi Butelezi has been a brilliant addition to the podcast, bringing you the news from all over the world with such vitality and energy. So a huge, huge congratulations to you, Nandi. Brilliant work from you. Looked a million dollars. And yes, may you continue to go from strength to strength but he is Nadi Butulezi, all the way from South Africa, Nadi's News. Well, thank you so much, Johnny. I must say that being acknowledged by the Gauteng province here in South Africa means a big deal for me. Now, having missed the podcast last week, we have some other international news to recap on. And in the European Trophy, the Czech Republic continues to impress, winning their match versus Switzerland on Saturday, winning that game 27-0. 
This means that the Czech Republic retained the Kaneta Cup after recording their biggest ever win. A strong performance from the Czech Republic sees them top of the European trophy on three wins from three with 10 points, while Sweden come in second on nine points from two games. The next European trophy match will be on the 4th of December and will see Portugal take on Belgium. However, it was revealed on Twitter that the Czech Republic women's rugby team have still not received a full set of female jerseys as yet. Now this means that they have to pick second-hand jerseys that will fit from the men's or younger boys' sections. Brazil and Colombia have qualified for the 2022 Sevens World Cup. Brazil continue to exert their South American rugby dominance, recording their 19th win of the Sud America Rugby Sevens tournament, while runners-up runners Colombia have also booked their spot in South Africa next year. The tournament included in Pool A, Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina, Costa Rica and Guatemala. Whilst in Pool B, we see Paraguay, Colombia, Peru and Panama. Staying in South America and ahead of the Sud America Rugby Sevens tournament, Argentina women's rugby team have announced their new nickname, Las Jaguartes, the Jaguars. This weekend, the Asia qualifiers for the 2022 Sevens World Cup took place, Japan winning the women's title to confirm their spot next year. Japan, Hong Kong, China, Sri Lanka, Philippines, Malaysia, Thailand and Kazakhstan competed with Japan beating China in the final. But both teams qualify and will represent Asia in the tournament next year. The dates for the final qualification tournament for the World Cup have been announced. Scotland, Samoa, Colombia and the winner of the Hong Kong versus Kazakhstan playoff will compete for the final place in Pool A at the Rugby World Cup in 2021. It will take place at the Seven Stadium in Dubai between the 18th and the 24th of February 2022. Great Britain squads have been announced for the Dubai Sevens, which takes place on the 26th and the 27th of November, including maiden call-ups for the likes of Kelly Smith and Ellie Boatman. Pool B schedule will take place on Friday the 26th of November, which will see Great Britain take on Russia at 5pm. And Great Britain will also face Ireland at 834 and on Saturday, the 27th of November, Great Britain will take on Canada at 6.06 and Great Britain will then take on Fiji at 9.07 UK time. Well, thank you very much, Nandi. We'll hear again from Nandi a little bit later on in the pod with uh, domestic club news. But let's get back to the Barbarians, shall we? A really, really special week for a special club. Let's go to a special lady. MBE, Katie Daly mclean <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, you can't see what I, I can see if you're if you're listening, but um, there she is, Grandma Katie Daly McLean. Oh, come on now! MBE. Everyone else has joined us on a nice sofa, all sparkly and bright and bouncy, and there she is, performance director, um, <laughs> in bed. Yeah, I am. I am. She's in bed. Last night was 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 particularly uh, tough, was it, KDM? <laughs> Surprisingly, Johnny, it actually was. I never learned my lesson, do I, really, about, you know, just going easy and embracing it and, no, straight in there. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a fun fun night then? Yeah, that was. <laughs> really nice. Really nice just to uh, I get the group together, uh, like, socialise, have couple of beers one or two yeah that no, was good it was good how how cool is this you know you, you and i've known each other uh, for a while and you know you've experienced lots of bits and pieces but this is a, a truly unique club uh, a truly historic club and 
to get the opportunity to represent them, uh, I suspect that um, that honour is not lost on you. No, and I think for me, the it's something again. You talk about like like you say, I've had some amazing opportunities in my career, but this wasn't one that I thought would be possible. I owned a barbar shirt when I was like when it was Cotton Traders back in the day, so I must have been yeah, like didn't we all yeah uh, <laughs> like 10 11 12 that that kind of age but it was a guy's one and it didn't exist for women and and obviously like stockers has done an amazing job and they've kind of the the family have embraced the women's side so for me it wasn't something that i thought was possible and and then obviously i, I was still playing internationally and then i retired and kind of thought that that ship had sailed so when an opportunity to to come together and be part of it is really special and, and i don't think you appreciate it until you get in like we train today and there's some i've played against probably most if not all of those girls and they were always the the better players for their country so to have an opportunity to chuck a ball round with them this morning was brilliant are you are you picking up little, little bits and pieces then um obviously huge experience and one of most things that, that there is in the game but are you picking up the the odd little uh bits and pieces now in your coaching performance director high cheese grand grand fromage role yeah, I mean, it's obviously like for me, you look at it a little bit different now, but obviously working with tails, but just like the way Yappy coaches, but it's just really nice to like to come into a level and play with such talented people, like just the skill level on show and to have like, like Alicia Washington there, you've got Karen Packer and obviously spoken to Laura Russell, like forwards that I admire as well. And I don't say that about many forwards. <laughs> no, well, don't let Rocky hear you say that, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I don't admire her, so it's all right. She knows that, though. Tell her that regularly. She's she's clearly not your roommate. No, no. Who is your roommate? Um, my fellow ten, Morgan. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're nice. We friends. Oh, very good. Um, what I was going to ask, I, I just imagine it being that you, you're in training and you pass the ball. Yeah, if, you, if you're doing a, a back to me, what you pass the ball where you, where you think the ball should be. And in some training sessions, in some environments, that player is not going to be there. But in an Embarabar's environment, that player is there because they understand the game as well as you do. Is that – am I fair in uh, – Yeah, so totally. Running with, like, obviously Jenny Murphy and Senny in the centres today. Like, oh. Rona and, – and, like, you've got also, like, Mo Hunt in there as well. And it's it's been a while since I've had the opportunity to play with Mo and the tempo and speed she brings. I said to her today, I was like, mate, this is awesome, but I've probably got – can do this for about eight minutes and then I'm done. Then <laughs> you're on your own. Morgan, Morgan, can you can, can you can we can we swap, please? Rob, yeah. Yeah. So who who are the big characters then? Has anyone sort of stuck their hand up um, off the field? I hear Mo was um, oh my was god, directing operations can... last night. Yeah, she was. Assisted by Jenny Murphy is her bouncer. Um, Lindsay Pete's in that mix. Yeah, Obviously. nice. Wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, Alicia Washington. Obviously, being so tall, but personality to match, like really fun, like good American banter. Um, to be Great honest, hair. really nice group, and and I think that's what's really lovely about it. Just can bounce between chatting to loads of different people. There's no kind of like, um, not really, not that you would get that in this environment, but it is really friendly. And I think the other thing that's really interesting is I'm not the oldest. There is a lot more people here that are older than me. That's right. Yeah, could you name them, please? Rocky Clark, Lindsay Pete. Um, yeah, Lindsay Pete is older than you. Yeah, Sene is older than me. She is not. 
She, I know, I know, she doesn't look it, but she is. I was going to say you had a very heavy paper round. <laughs> Anyone else older? Uh, no, but can you imagine? That's like novel for me to be in the top four. Usually there's only sons that was older than me, but now three of the people. Actually, That's, Karen Pappen so, might be older than me as well. Five. Yeah, but she's running around like she's 17 still. Also true, yeah. Absolutely extraordinary engine on the lady. Um, mm -hmm. How good was she in 2014? Anyway, we, 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 we digress. <laughs> Um, brilliant in the final. Um, we digress. So, um, obviously, the, the, the three, four other people that are older than you are all still in bed as well, or are they bouncing around, um, doing the whole bar bars thing and, and, and team bonding? Probably, yeah. They're much more fun than I am, you know. Besides tails, I can't just like peak at once. I've got it like this is a week long, you know, I minute mean, for yeah. the long. And, and how, how strange is that? The, the change of roles, as it were. So, uh, Rachel Taylor, obviously, um, yeah, part of your coaching group at, at Sale. Um, and now she's your coach and, and, and you're the player. Is she um, now taking out stuff on you that uh, yeah. she may want to? She call her boss and uh, curtsy to her all the time. And you're cleaning her boots, presumably, hourly. Yeah, carrying her bag. Yeah, not yep. that the bag is ahead. Yeah. Nice. Um, no, no, seriously, how... how um... <laughs> how bizarre is that really it's it's really like for me i find it really easy like it wasn't that long ago that I, that i hung up my boots anyway and obviously yeah. yappy and tails are really experienced coaches so the opportunity to work with them was really appealing coming into a, a bar bar side and also like like we touched on earlier for me just to learn like and pick up little coaching wisdoms of how they present how they speak how they explain things out like, i was really excited to come in and do that so it's it's really good Great stuff. Katie, well, I, I think we're going to leave it there because you won't have a voice left if we carry on. Uh, and obviously, you know, the, the one, one night and you've lost half your voice. So, yeah, another couple of nights and you, you'll be silent on the field. Um, but I was just going to ask you, just a, a, away from the bar bars, um, what do you made of um, all the autumn games? Oh, it's been great for the women's game, hasn't it? As a obviously yeah. massive England fan, but as a just a supporter of our game, just to see the standard of it. I mean, yeah. like you look at England demolished everybody they played. I think the only thing is missing would be England France to really get a true test of where England are. But I think just the, the overall standard, obviously having everybody over in England, like in Europe as well, so Canada, America, Japan, South Africa, to see that much women's rugby going on is probably is is perfect isn't it and, and what the norm should be in the build like every year not just kind of this one and, and like we say that just the overall standard i thought the, the game of what was being on show you can really see why women's rugby is an attractive proposition now brilliant answer um bang on and be, being the england fan that you are what did you what did you make of england yeah i mean really exciting you've got to love i think just watching the tempo they played with you saw yeah. how much New Zealand struggled with that, just the speed of line out, the speed of ball. I thought Zoe Harrison went phenomenally well, which is which was brilliant to see. We always always knew she had it in there, and it was just how long before we really got to see her perform. I thought Helena again, uh, probably still in that more sevens mode, but if you give her space, she proved how dangerous she was. And then obviously just it was really great to see Poppy, Abby Ward, Lids, I think Roe Burnfield all rack up uh, 50 caps because massive servants as well and you can't underestimate how hard that is i know england play a lot of rugby but 50 tests is a lot and obviously all of those guys have a very big year ahead 
Um, so yeah, like really, really pleased, really pleased for the group. Obviously, Mids is getting a bit of recognition as well with his nomination. Um, and I think the nice thing, isn't it? Like it's it's building now. There's some countries have got to go away and do a long a lot of work. I think for England now, it's almost like how do we stay here and and how much more can we gain in the next twelve months before we get to New Zealand? Because they have massively laid down a market to the rest of the world post this autumn. Couldn't agree more. Katie Daly McLean, MBE. Thank you so so much for your time from your recovery bed. Uh, no doubt that's cryogenic bed that you're lying in. It's sort of pumping raw oxygen into your system, no doubt, or something. Um, just rubbing my feet as well, you know. So, what do you need? <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Katie, <laughs> as ever, absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely really, really delighted you get to put on that barbarian shirt. That is um, the, the final box ticked. Um, so, I'm really, really delighted for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, enjoy Saturday. Love you, see you, Johnny. Thank you. Bye bye. Sounds like she needs a rest, doesn't it, uh, Katie? But yeah, very, very special player. And no doubt she will thoroughly enjoy another run out at Twickenham Stadium. There's not many boxes she hasn't ticked in world rugby. And this would be one of them. So I'm absolutely delighted that she's getting the opportunity. Uh, a lady who's getting the opportunity for a second time. We're representing France. A wonderful player on the park. It's Lenny Cosson. I am absolutely delighted to have a French player on the women's rugby pod. We don't get many of you. Um, I've had Chloe Pelle before. Um, but Lene Corson, uh, bienvenue. Welcome. How are you? Ça va? Oui, ça va très bien. Thank you so much for your invitation. I'm very happy to be here in England. It was... Um, it was pretty hard to come to England uh, with the COVID situation and the paper and the vaccine and double vaccine. And But anyway, I'm here and it's the most important. And I'm really, really, really happy to join the, to join the Babas team. Um, I met them uh, a few years ago, four times ago, four years ago. And so it's the second time uh, I have, I'm lucky to wear the... So black jersey, black and white jersey. I'm really happy to to play alongside the, the big international star uh, in the team. Um, really happy. Uh, I see. I, I know you. You see, um, Kat McLean, and just playing with her, it's uh, amazing because uh, she was my opponent uh, for with the English team, and I play along um, several several times. Uh, against her and now I have the opportunity to play uh, with her so it's amazing um, Mo, uh, Natasha, Natasha Hent as well, Rocky and uh, a lot of uh, Irish girls as well uh, like um, um, oh, uh, yeah, Lindsay uh, Chiara Chiara yeah. Griffin uh, Jenny, yes, it's amazing. I'm really happy to be here. Well, outside of the the hurdles of COVID, the the barbarians is worth it, right? Yes, a lot. Um, for French people, it's uh, it's crazy because uh, you can meet a lot of girls from the other countries, 
play with um, girls with different nationalities, uh, different culture. So it's great to be a part of this team. Um, it's uh, an honor for a privilege to be here. So it, yes, and above all with the COVID situation, um, we are in bubble, but uh, we can have train and we can have some moment for socialization. So it's important with when you are just here for one week, so it's very quick and we, we want to enjoy each moment here. So what, what attracted you, Lilek, to, to the Barbarians? As you have said, it's your, your second time. Um, is it the fact that you come together and the pressure is off? You, you, you play in an international team where it is all very strict and here you can just get to play and play with different characters. Do you like the socialization? Do you like the freedom? Or is it the whole picture? Yeah, that's true. And um, it's funny because you, you can meet, uh, you can meet, um, all the girls and that's true. Uh, we, we can, yes, last night we have, uh, a special moment uh, in the clubhouse uh, in uh, at the WASP location, uh, the WASP uh, training center, and it's an amazing uh, place because it's so British as the clubhouse with a, a lot of cap, a lot of um, pictures on the wall, and a lot of uh, jersey. And yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I think we don't have this kind of uh, place in France, uh, like you have in England. Uh, it, rugby place, it, it's uh, really important. The story, the history. And yeah, we try to have our own history. So yeah, last night was a good night. The first night with uh, the Babas team. And we have some moments for, for introduce. Uh, ourselves and to learn some uh, French word to Natasha, Natasha Hand and Alicia Washington. She is my roomie. So it's funny because, uh, yes, they want to learn some French words. So yeah, it was funny moments last night. And did you teach them nice, clean words or bad words? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay but, they, um, the only other thing i wanted to to, to ask you um uh, about the barbarians was uh, come saturday and i i i you look through the the list and it is just brilliant player brilliant person after brilliant person it's it must be a, a fantastic environment to to be in who are you most looking forward to playing alongside on um. saturday I think it's uh, Katy McLean. She is a great player, and I told you, she was, she had, had a, a big career with the England team. Um, I was very amazed, uh, like the French team, when she stopped her career. Uh, I thought uh, she will play uh, at the Rugby World Cup uh, next year uh, in New Zealand, and she stopped it. So. It's um kind of bye-bye, uh, au revoir. And yeah. I am so happy to play with her uh, on Saturday and at Twickenham Stadium. So it's crazy for, for me to play in this uh, stadium. It's uh, 
the English atmosphere very very strong. Um, I play over there uh, in 2013, so a long, long time ago. Uh, we lost against England, a bad time for us. But um, it was crazy, the atmosphere. Um, they, looks like, uh, they look like the supporters are very close to the field and there is, it's so noisy. Um, I hope there will be, there will have some uh, spectators uh, on Saturday uh, for big noise in the stadium for Babas women. Babas. Yeah, we hope we we very much hope so. We will give all the details required to our listeners and viewers um, at the end of the the podcast. Just one final question: Can I ask you to take your black and white hat off and put your blue hat on? What did you make of France in the last few weeks? Yeah, it's really impressive because um, the French team was uh, pretty amazing, awesome on the field. Uh, I think you you see the the French teams. We won against uh, New Zealand and two games very very nice, very good, um, and it's very confident. A uh, few months before the Rugby World Cup, I, I wasn't selected, so it was hard for me to just watching the TV, the match, the game at the TV. But um, I think this game it's uh, the opportunity to see. Uh, I am still a good girl and I'm still a, a good player and just want to to enjoy the, this time uh, on the field with uh, big players. Yeah, absolutely. If England and France played tomorrow, who would win? <laughs> with your head, um, avec la tête. <laughs> Not the heart. I don't know what heart is in French, so I'm stuck. Le cœur, le cœur. Uh, Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, with the head, who would win tomorrow? Um, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes by saying nothing, you say everything. Okay. Lilik, thank you so, so much. It's been a real, real treat. Uh, I know we've wanted to have, as I say, some, some French representation on the pod for, for some time. So perhaps we, uh, we can stay in contact and, um, and have you on the, the podcast again. But I wish you all the best for Saturday. Play your heart out. And, um, yeah, if, if, if I was selecting, then, uh, then you would be, be in the French squad, um, every week. I think you're a fabulous player, but, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks. You take care. Bon chance. Merci beaucoup. Really, really excited about this Barbarians game against South Africa. It, it'll just be a brilliant occasion. There's some fabulous people involved. There, there really is. The South Africans will bring their own unique flavour to it. Uh, yeah, just the celebrations post-match will be worth the admission itself. But it, it, it truly is a brilliant Barbarian squad. It, it, it really, really is. Um, there's some unbelievable names there. So, do yourself a favour, get onto ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash barbarians and get yourself down there. Tickets are for, for, for both games, the Killick Cup double header. So, yes, ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash barbarians. Well, let's get the final bits of news now for the last couple of weeks. Nandy Butelezi. 
There was no domestic Premiership rugby this weekend in England, but to recap on the final round of the Premier 15's Cup, last weekend in Pool A, only one match took place with Gloucester Hartbury versus DMP being postponed due to DMP being unable to field a trained front row. Quinns beat Wasps 39-19. And in Pool B, Saracens beat Sale 31-0, with Exeter also bagging a victory against Worcester, winning 34-14. This means Harlequins go undefeated in Pool A with three wins from three and Exeter go undefeated in Pool B with two wins from two. The next series of the Prem Cup matches will only occur in March 2022. However, this weekend the Premier 15s returns and Round 6 will see Bristol Bears taking on Wasps with DMP taking on Worcester and Exeter Chiefs taking on Loughborough Lightning with Gloucester Harpery taking on Saracens and Sale will take on Harlequins. The English Championship was underway this week and last weekend, so we have two sets of results for you this week. Last weekend in round six in the north, on Saturday, Cheltenham Tigers beat Furwood Waterloo 34-12, while Kenilworth lost at home against Barnsley, losing that game at 26-22. Loughborough Town also lost at home against Litchfield, losing that game at 21-15. Novocastrians drew 12-all against Harrogate, while West Park leads back a massive 66-0 victory against Sefton. And then the South Buckingham Swans lost at home against Old Albanians, losing 29-0. Henley Hawks also lose at home against Blackheath, losing 60-17. Tharrock get a victory against Hove, winning 34-20. Reading Abbey won 29-5 against Supermarines. And Richmond lost against Bath, losing that game at 28-8. Tharrock extend the top of the table lead on 6 wins from 6 on 29 points, with Bath close behind in 2nd with 24 points. This weekend in round 7 in the North, Harrogate lost at home against Cheltenham, losing that game 66-12, while Litchfield won against Kenilworth, winning 33-0. Barnsley also get a win against Sefton, winning 24-7, and Furwood Waterloo lost at home against Loughborough Town, losing that clash 22-17. West Park Leeds get a victory against Novocastrians, winning 50-32, and in the South, Blackheath won against Hove, winning 19-5, while Old Albanians also get a victory at home against Reading Abbey, winning that clash 43-0. Supermarine lose at home against Richmond, losing 54-7, while Tharg get a victory against Buckingham Swans, winning 44-10, while Bath also get a victory against Henley, winning that clash 32-14. So looking ahead to round 8 this weekend, West Park Leeds sit at the top of the northern table on 35 points, with Cheltenham Tigers coming in second place on 32 points, and meanwhile in the southern table, Tharrock extend their lead on 34 points, and Bath come in second on 29 points. The matches for round 8 are Cheltenham taking on West Park Leeds, Litchfield will take on Furwood Waterloo, Loughborough Town will host Harrogate, Novocastrians will take on Barnsley, Kenilworth will take on Safton in the north. And Buckingham Swans will take on Reading Abbey. Henley will take on Supermarine. Richmond FC will host Old Albanians. Tharuk will take on Blackheath. Hove will take on Bath in the south. Over in Scotland in the Tenants Premiership, to recap round 8, Herod Blues beat Corstu Fien 12-10 and Hillhead Jordan Hill beat Stirling County 19-17. Wissonians beat Carthur Queen's Park 29-21. This meant that Hillhead Jordan Hill remained top of the table on 30 points, but Ritsonians move up into second above Costa Fien on 27 points. This weekend, in a top of the table clash, Ritsonians beat first place Hillhead Jordan Hill 21 12, while Harris Blues lost at home against Selin County, losing that game 39 17. Carthur Queens also lost at home against Costa Fien, losing 20 14. This means that there's all to play for leading up to the 10th and final round of the Premiership next weekend as Watsonian take the lead on 31 points with Hillhead Jordan Hill coming in second on 30 points. 
Next week, Carthur Queen's Park will host Harriet Blues, Wissonians will take on Sterling County, Costafine will take on Heelhead, Jordan Hill. Looking to Ireland, round 7 of the Energia or Ireland League, which returns this weekend, we will see Belancolic take on Malone, Blackrock College will take on UI Bohemian, Cook will take on Railway Union, Galvegians will take on Old Belvedere, Stutonians will host Wilklow RFC. To remind us all, Old Belvedere and UI Bohemian both sit at the top of the table tied on 25 points, Old Belvedere ahead on points difference, with Railway Union and Blackrock College chasing in third and fourth, both on 24 points. Further, in Ireland, the Energia or Ireland Cup was underway this past weekend, and Malone got thumped heavily by Railway Union, losing that clash 102-0. Cavan also lost at home against Wilklow, losing that clash 30-10, while Galvegians get a victory over Kerry, winning that game 2010. Belancolic also bag a massive victory against OLBC, and they won 50-0 in that encounter. Tipperary lost against Blackrock College, losing 46-3. And the Queen's University and Cook was walkover wins against Teutonians and Tullamore, respectively. The quarterfinal draw has been made and Wilklow will take on Belancolic. Queen's University will face Galvegians. Railway Union will take on Blackrock College. And whilst Old Bovidia versus UI Bohemian was postponed, the winner of the match will await Cook. And games will be played on the 8th of January 2022. Equally, the losers of round 16 will go into the quarterfinals of the Shield. Here we will see Kevin take on OLBC. Malone will take on Tipperary and the loser of the Old Belvedere versus UL Bohemian on bye alongside Kerry, also on bye. Kerry will visit the winners of Malone versus Tipperary in the semi-finals and the loser of the Old Belvedere UI Bohemian will face the winners of Cavan versus ULBC. Lots of results coming your way from Spain in the Liga Ibedora. Last weekend in round 6, San Kuga lost against Banjadonda, losing that clash 26-5, while Eber get a victory against Olimpico de Bozello, winning that game 12-6. Sevilla also get a victory against Grad UTC, winning 48-7, while Sanse's Scrum lost heavily against Complutense Cisneros, losing that clash 16-0. This means that Complutense Cisneros are top of the table with 4 out of 5 wins on 20 points, but Mahadonda are very close behind on 17 points. This weekend in round 7, Sanse Scrum lost against Mahadonda, losing heavily 77-0. San Kuga won against Cotiva Cocos, losing that, winning that game rather 12-10. Residencia won against Eibar 13-7 while Olimpico de Bezelo get a victory over Complutense Cisneros, winning that game 17-10. Which means that Mahadonda moved to the top of the table on 22 points, with Complutense Cisneros now second on 21 points. So it's all to play for this weekend in round 8. We will see Crat Residencia take on Olimpico de Bezelo, and San Cuga will take on Eba, while San Cisgrum will take on Cotiva Cocos. And a top-of-the-table clash between Mahadonda taking on Complutense Cisneros. That's it from me, Johnny. See you next week. I'm Anna Capeless, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Nadi, thank you so much for bringing us all up to date with uh, all the news from the last couple of weeks. We will finish up today with some shout-outs. If you're ever in any doubt whether people wanted to watch women's rugby you just have to look at the viewing figures over BBC2 over the last few weeks millions and millions of people touching 1 million people watched England versus Canada on BBC2 uh, a couple of weeks back 
unbelievable. Thousands in the stands, hundreds of thousands of people watching. I mean, that is significantly hundreds of thousands more than will watch a men's club game. Fact. So all those funny people on, on, on social media and all the rest of it, this is an incredibly attractive proposition. If you haven't tried it before, watch some of the women's Six Nations games. You will convert. The product is quite brilliant. And the Red Rose is leading the way at the moment. So shout out for a few of their players to Poppy Cleal, Abby Ward, Randa Burnfield, Lydia Thompson on your 50th caps. To Laura Russell as well. Become just the fourth Canadian woman to earn 50 caps for Canada. Got to give a shout out to Hannah Jones as well, who was proposed to after the performance of Wales against Canada by Cladovri and ex-Italy under-20s prop Dino Dallavelli. I hope I pronounced your name right, Dino. And she said yes. She was so surprised. She told him to get off the pitch to start with or asked him what he was doing on the pitch. But yeah, really, really nice to, to have that captured on camera. Huge congratulations to you, Hannah, and to you, Dino. Big congratulations also to the Red Roses prop, Vicky Cornbra. Another outstanding autumn she's had. Uh, she's been elected the first ever female vice chair of the Rugby Players Association here in the UK. World Rugby have announced their nominations for their end-of-year awards, haven't they? Shout out to Poppy Cleo and to Zoe Allcroft, who are nominations alongside Caroline Bougard and Laurie Sansouz for France for the Rugby Union Player of the Year. Abby Dow, another Red Rose, is nominated for Try of the Year, and her try at the weekend could probably go into that category as well. And Simon Middleton. Mids is nominated for the World Rugby Coach of the Year alongside Dave Rennie, Ian Foster, Alan Bunting and Corey Sweeney, uh, the Black Sevens Ferns coaches. Yeah, not often that uh, Mids puts his head above the, the parapet. Um, he's certainly reluctantly with this kind of award. Plenty of people have been asking him about it and he just shelves it off, doesn't he, to, to other people and, and how much of a team game it is. But uh, he deserves a huge amount of credit for bringing England to where they are at the moment and totally and utterly leading the way. And a big shout out to my rugby club, Weybridge Vandals Valkyrie has launched their women's section of Valkyries. Training time Sunday, 11am to 12pm and a midweek training session is being planned as well. So... Get yourselves on to Weybridge Vandal's website to find out any more details there. And finally, Ghislaine Landry has announced her retirement from the International Sevens game this weekend. A Canadian legend has been playing for many, many years. And one of those players, you an anchor for that side. So congratulations on a stunning career. Keir Griffin, we mentioned earlier on as well. Thank you very much. Chapeau to you for all you have done on and off the field. Not been an easy time for Irish rugby and you have been a totem pole of strength for players and officials alike conducted yourself quite brilliantly. So well done, Ghislaine, and to Kira as well. Final reminder for you then, Barbarians win take on South Africa quarter past five after the men's game. 
ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash barbarians. We'll get you some tickets for that. £35 for adults. Uh, I think it's 15 for the children. Uh, booking fees apply. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't already, do just give us a little rating and some feedback because it just helps other people around the world find the show. And we're you know, we're trying to spread the, the women's rugby word around the globe. Thank you to all of our guests, to Rachel Taylor, to Joe Yap, to Lene Corson, to Laura Russell, to Katie Daly-McLean, MBE, to Nandi Butelezi for all the brilliant news. And also thanks to Tom and to Bluebell. Brilliant work, Bluebell, as ever. Thank you so much. Enjoy some club rugby coming back to you. Enjoy the sevens coming at you this weekend. I'm certainly looking forward to the sunshine. Enjoy Barbarians against South Africa. And we will have a special podcast coming from the desert for you next week. Until then, stay safe. Take care.